Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. Can you believe it's April already? Did anybody realize it's April already? You know, gets like that, isn't it? That means we're a quarter of the way through 2022 already. I know, pretty crazy, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and today for us, Activate, that sort of ends a, a season for us because next week, mandates are lifting. We're going to be back here. And I feel like the Lord is actually going to move us into something new. You know, we've had these few months where we've been in home churches, we've been hanging out, um, but everything's changing yet again. Yay for us, right? <laughs> How many people are getting used to, to change? Yeah. Oh, one, one person's getting used to change. Everybody else is sort of hanging in there still. Yeah, I believe that we're going to um, choose to have an opportunity to choose into a, a, to step into a new revelation that God's going to bring us something new. He doesn't step us back into the old. And we've been in church before where everybody's here together, and we've done that. And we've been now in home churches. We've been split up. We've been doing other things. And I believe that it's going to be a time when we come back together that we can choose to move forward with the new revelation of what God's going to bring us. So, um, yeah, I think the, the, the change for us, the starting of change or the season of change started three years ago for us as a church. And uh, that's when we started to surrender our future to God. And it's pretty hard for us, I think, as, as Christians to surrender things and to let things go. So as we started to do that, I feel that now we've, we've become more hungry for him. We want to see more and more and more of what God can do and who he really is. Because in the past, you know, we've read about him. We've sort of seen a few things, but now it's time to actually chase him down. So we've, we've laid down our right to understand everything that he's been saying or what he wants to do with us. Um, we've laid down our right to choose only to walk in the things that we understand. I think as human beings, that's natural for us. We really want to know what's going to be happening, where we're going to be going. Otherwise, why would we step in that direction? Because it might be off where God wants to lead us. So now it's a real time of stepping into faith. Um, we've chosen not to walk in the normal church ways and do church the way that it should be set out or how it's been done in the past. And so for us over the last three years, you know, we've been challenged to step out of the ways that we do things all of a sudden, you know, standing on our chairs or praying for somebody or, you know, you won't ever remember that. Yeah. All of those things that we're like, oh my gosh, really, Lord, what is this? How is this going to look? Um, we've relinquished, relinquished, is that the word? Relinquished our desire to having to know um, where God wants us to be and where he wants to take us before we actually move with him. And I think that's really quite key in what God's been doing with us as a particular church over the last three years. So when we've surrendered ourselves, you know, the Lord, uh, we've finally given the permission to the Lord. We've given him permission to start directing our steps as a church. Um, yeah, as I was preparing the sermon earlier this week, I was thinking over these last three years of change and challenge. Um, and the question I kept asking myself was, how have I grown in God during that time? How have I grown in God through all those challenges and all of those changes, the good stuff and the crazy stuff? And so today I'm asking the question, was there a point to all of the last three years and what did we learn? You know, what did we learn in those last three years? What has been going on for us? 
Um, there's been three marker points that have stuck out for me, really, um, when I think about um, that question, how have I grown in God? And uh, the three impacting times, I mean, there's way more than three, but there's three that I've been thinking, thinking through and that really stuck for me. And there may be others for you guys um, as I share, but I'm just going to focus on these three today. Um, I really felt that during these, t- these three particular marker points, that as a church, not just individually, but as a church, we move forward in our relationship with the Lord and our understanding and our chasing him down. And uh, that was quite key for me because uh, I've been a Christian for 20 odd years and you know, I, I want to keep moving with the Lord. I want to keep moving with the Lord. And, you know, for some of you guys, I'm not married, but for some of you guys who have married, you know what it's like. You get the honeymoon period and then you have the kids and then, you know, oh my gosh, you've got the mortgage. And then, uh, uh, you know, and after 20 years, you've got to really build at your relationship. You've got to keep going if you want to continue to stick close with one another. You've got to learn new things about each other. You've got to step outside of the box and chase things down. And that's the same with our relationship with the Lord. We've got to continue to keep chasing him down. Otherwise, it becomes stagnant. And when a relationship becomes stagnant, we turn and we look for other ways or other people to fulfill uh, that, that uh, connection that we're looking for. <clears throat> so um, <laughs> does anyone remember here the first church prayer and fasting week in 2020? It was when we were not in lockdown. Any of you guys remember that? Yeah. Any of you guys up there remember that? Yeah, that was great. Um, I think what struck out for me was um, all of a sudden we realized that that timing of that week of prayer and fasting aligned with the Holy Jewish New Year and ended the day before the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur, which is um, the Jewish most holiest day where they fast and they repent and they ask for forgiveness um, before the Lord uh, getting themselves prepared before they step into the new. I mean, what a total setup from God, right? We had no idea. Josh had no idea um, when God gave him the dates. He had no idea that this aligned. He had no idea that they, the Jewish um, calendar fitted in with that at all. And so I really felt like the Lord set us up. He set us up for success that day. And I knew that during that time, there was going to be some significant things that would happen. And uh, during, you know, during that week of fasting, um, we had a couple of different prayer nights um, where people came in and worshipped and prayed. Uh, we had a prophecy night. Any, any of you guys get prophecy from that, from here? Yeah, some of you guys did, yeah. Um, that was a great night, those prophetic nights, um, just hearing what people were doing. There was a praise and a worship night at the end there where we could just really soak and give thanks to the Lord during that week. And I remember hearing many testimonies from people saying, hey, you know, during this time, it's the first time I've ever fasted. Or my relationship with my wife and I started to um, become stronger because we sat and we did devotions together every day that week and we started a new pattern in our lives. Um, So I could see that the Lord was really working during those times. And uh, I just want to ask that question for you guys. You know, how did you grow during that week if you were there? How did you grow? What did God grow in you during that time? Um, The second marking point for me was uh, the John Wimber video. For the healing, any of you guys here for that? Yeah, that was um, Josh. Um, he sh- he showed it in a sermon because he uh, the Lord had been speaking to him about healing and getting us involved with healing. And uh, the interesting thing for me was that Josh had been given that sermon two years before or that video clip two years before. He had cut that piece out and he thought, I want to use that one day in church. Two years before, and he'd had it sitting there. And then he felt that Sunday was the Sunday to bring that out. Um, and uh, at the pre-service prayer, I saw um, a vision um, here at church. And in the top of the building here, 
um, was a huge honeycomb. And I thought, oh, that's super weird. I mean, I, I see weird things. I see weird things. But this was, even for me, that was weird. I wasn't going to share it. Um, but Dee and Steve Forrester, during the pre-service prayer, started to talk about God releasing healing, emotional healing and physical healing, um, you know, to the congregation that day. And I thought, well, honey's to do with healing. You know, that's nutrition and it's, it's actually healthy. You can put it on wounds and it helps to heal wounds. And I thought, maybe you are speaking, Lord. So I shared that I'd seen the honeycomb and I'd seen a huge hand above it. And when I saw the hand, it was actually God's hand squeezing the honeycomb. And I'm like, what are you doing that for? And then drops of honey would fall on each one of us in the congregation. And for some people, it would drop into their mouths and they would just, they would just, it would just swallow it. And for others, it would land on their heads and would soak in around their heads. And for others, it would soak into their bodies or they'd stand on it. And I'm like, what's all that, Lord? And he says, I'm healing. I'm healing emotionally. I'm healing physically. And I'm healing spiritually. And I thought, okay, maybe I should share this. Um, so what I didn't know was that in this particular sermon or video from John Wimber, uh, this video clip basically said the exact same vision that of what I'd had. Um, it was, I had no idea that day what Josh was going to speak about. He had no idea that day that this was going to happen. And once again, I thought, Lord, you're setting us up for something. You're setting us up for something. I loved the video. For me, the vision that day, that wasn't the important thing. Um, for me, what impact, impacted me the most was uh, what caused me to grow that day in God was watching that video and seeing John Wimber talk about healing and chasing down healing. And um, at, the end of this, at the end of the sermon, I had such a burning in my stomach. I was sitting out there and I had such a burning in my stomach and Josh was sort of saying, hey, you know, this is something that we're going to go after later on. Um, maybe, you know, in the new year we're going to go after it. And I just, this burning in my stomach just kept going and going. And I thought, no, we can't wait that long. It was only a couple of weeks, I know, three, four, five weeks. And I thought, we can't wait that long. And so I jumped up and uh, came up the front. I probably freaked Josh out, but pretty easy to freak you out, Josh. Sorry, just some of the things that I do and say. But um, I got up and, and, um, and I came out the front. Um, and I felt that we were to pray for people who needed healing or for people who wanted to stand in the gap for somebody else. And... Uh, I just said, look, I believe there's people here who are chasing down healing. They want to do healing. And I think I called out Anne, Scott, and Kerry, and, and thankfully those guys and a few others came up and stood with me uh, to chase this down. And uh, that was super encouraging for me that day. But not, that, not only that, everybody in the congregation, I think almost three-quarters of the congregation got up and came forward, either to stand in the gap for somebody or to pray for, for healing. You know, I was, uh, I was shaking. I was scared. Um, I suppose I was a little bit excited. Uh, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I've prayed for healing before, but I, I, I just didn't know what was going on. And I didn't even know if I should expect God to show up. I was hoping he would, but I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. And that, that day, I think for me, my trust and my hope in God grew. I had to trust him for something that I couldn't control. I couldn't manipulate. I couldn't figure out in my head, oh, if you pray like this, this person will be healed, and if you pray like that, that person will be healed. There's no formula. Um, and for me that day, I stepped out of my ultimate fear, which is that somebody who really needed a miracle would come up to me and ask me to pray for them. And I wouldn't know if God would come through or not. That's my ultimate fear. 
You know, I know that God is real. I know that God can heal. I know, I know, I know, and I've seen it. And yet every single time I have to step out of that place of fear, step out of that place of not knowing what's going to happen, but trusting that my God, this God that I'm getting to know, this God who stood up for me before will come through. And so that's, um, that's what it was like. And th- I think as a congregation that day, we, um, we stepped out together and we grew in unity. We grew in trust uh, with each other. We grew in faith. We grew in hope um, for things that we didn't quite understand. Um, we stepped out and we were obedient. We were obedient to the call to boldly see how God or if God would answer us. And I think for me that day, I just felt a, a sense of unity coming and community and family, you know, going after something and, and going, okay, I need prayer. Can you pray for me? I'm going to pray for you, but I don't know how to pray. <laughs> but let's do this together. Let's step in this together and see what God will do. And I think that was quite a turning point for me again, to step out in boldness and to grow in God, to trust him <clears throat> and to have faith in what he can do. So the third marker for me over the past three years has actually been our house church times. Um, so even here, this is a house church. I know it's a little bit weird compared to being inside somebody's home. But um, in December last year, Josh felt that the Lord was saying for us as a congregation to go through the book of Acts and to spend the year actually going through that <clears throat> and uh, focusing on the Holy Spirit. And then literally straight after that revelation, we went into the red traffic light. And I could almost feel all of us just going, oh, you know, here we go again. Like, how is this going to work again, Lord? Like, we have to lift ourselves up again. We have to chase you down again. We have to change again. We have to, you know, we were tired and weary. I don't know about you guys, but it was a tire, you know, it's been a long three years. Um, but what I loved about it is in one way, God physically provided for us an opportunity to step into the book of Acts. Because the Acts Church were small home groups, were small potted around all over the city where people cared for one another and looked after one another. So if we had solely focused on the traffic light and thought about it in a fleshly way, we could have very easily seen that church, um, the way that um, the house churches were going to happen would be like the enemy. The enemy is going to be dividing us. He's not going to allow us to have connection with one another um, and stopping us from fellowshipping together as a family. Whereas in reality, the opposites happened. I believe that God was actually favoring us at such a time as this again, that he knew this particular church, we were going to go into the book of Acts. And what's a better way to do that, but to experience it and to actually have to go ahead and do it. You know, could we have done that if we'd been in a big congregation? I don't know. It might've been a little bit harder for us to do that. In Proverbs 16, 9, it says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps and that's true. The Lord had been directing our steps. He's clearly directing our steps again. So um, in each of our different house churches, um, including here, um, God has given us the opportunity to chase him down. He's given us the opportunity to build community, to activate and practice using our gifts, to help provide and love and care for one another. He's given us opportunity to pray for healing and healing the sick, to meet and to greet and to embrace virtual strangers. I mean, there's people here in the room that I've seen for months, but I don't really know you. I don't know your story. I don't know your heart. And uh, we've never made that effort, or I've never made that effort to get to know you, to know your life stories, whereas in the home churches, we've had that opportunity. Um, so when we look through eyes that are focused on him, 
um, we see differently. We look at things differently. We can see that it's actually been a great three years that the Lord has given us. So there's so many opportunities to grow in him and to grow with him. Yeah. Um, let's just recap um, the three markers along our journey with God today as a church um, over these past three years and, and how he's been encouraging us as a church to grow in him. So firstly, we talked about the prayer and the fasting week. I know I've jumped through this pretty quickly, but I just want to get us into, into chatting about it. So um, we had the prayer and fasting week, which fell in the same week as a holy week and set us up. Um, we didn't plan that. God planned that. He planned our time. He directed our steps. And I believe from that week, God is telling us to grow in our personal and our corporate prayer and fasting times. Um, and these times include repentance. I think sometimes we forget about repentance and coming before the Lord. But I've discovered more and more as I repent and repent and repent, it's awesome. There is just a, a more and more space in me to be able to, to hang out with the Lord. So I feel like he's saying to us, corporate prayer, personal prayer, and fasting times, um, that they impact us deeply and that they should operate in the church as we move forward in the future. Secondly, the John Wimber Sunday, you know, we stepped out in obedience. And there I feel that God is telling us that when, um, when we chase it down, when we chase down growing and healing and miracles, that these things are definitely available for us to not stop, but to keep going after these things. And that if we have faith and desire to go after them, they will happen. So we need to make more room for them in our personal life and in our church time to chase down those signs and those wonders and those miracles, those things that scare us, those things that we don't understand. And lastly, um, we were led by the Lord to study and, um, and activate the book of Acts and to shift into smaller, smaller groups. Um, and through this final marker point, it feels like God is telling us that we need to be prepared to rethink what church looks like in the future and how it works, especially stepping into his new revelation season that is coming up. Um, next week as we come back into a, a, a larger corporate setting. Yeah, so today I think it was, just, it was a pretty quick rundown of some of the ways God is using us to grow in him. Um, and through these loads of changes and shifts that have been happening in the past three years. And so um, I hope that's given us some things to think about um, and to look at further with God for ourselves um, when we head home. Um, but before we head off um, for the day, uh, <laughs> we normally break into our little smaller groups uh, for a few minutes. So um, I've got three questions there, Mike, if you want to put them up. Oh, there you go. So what we want to have a look at is um, what was the hardest part for you in the last two years or so? You know, we've been talking about it. It's been a rough couple of years for people. Um, each of us have had our battles. We've had our hardships. Um, and they look different for each of us. Um, and I just want to encourage us to open up with each other today if, if that's possible, if your heart's, you know, if you're feeling in a place where you can share. I know it's hard to do that sometimes um, in situations, but even sharing a small thing um, that you struggled with during that time can encourage somebody else that the struggles and the battles that they've been through also are valid. Um, I think it's really important for us too moving forward that we don't carry these wounds and we don't carry these pains and disappointments into our next season. And so if we're not able to do it today in the group, maybe at home this afternoon, is to, to walk through some of those things in our personal lives and so that we're walking through with no baggage into the next things the Lord wants us to do. Second question, what is something you can thank God for right now from the last two years? Um, yeah, embracing gratitude is really good or giving thanks. Um, on my phone, 
at two o'clock every day, it pops up, give thanks for five things. And it just reminds me to, to give thanks to the Lord. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. That's 1 Thessalonians 1, 2. And lastly, what is one thing you've learned that you think um, has grown your relationship with God in the last two years? So those are three questions. We can, we can pop into small groups and do that. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in today. Um, for those of you in Helm Church, we'll just leave this up for about five minutes or so with a little bit of background noise. Um, or maybe you can take a photo uh, for your small groups with the three questions. Um, that might help a little bit easier. And remember, next week, uh, we are all going to be back in here together at 10 a.m. So super excited to see everybody back here. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Um, If you want to just find yourselves a small group now and, and move into that.